What's up, friends? This is Stephen Brogan Cortez, and you have just entered the Why the F Not podcast. This is episode 54, and today we have another recurring guest. We have Baby Ghost coming in. Uh, they came in to come and share the new music coming out. We got to talk about just the experience of writing music. We uh, we got to enjoy some herb on the podcast. It's a, it was a very relaxing time, if you can't tell. Uh, but sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Why the F Not podcast. Sometimes you just gotta flow with it. Uh, and today on the Why the F Not podcast, what we're recording, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we got baby ghost back oh my god you're like you're you've become you've become a recurring guest now wow the honor oh my gosh my family will be so proud dude don't get too big all right because they're gonna be like steven i can't bro my agent says i can't be seeing you it's not big press i don't know what to do <laughs> i do know some people like that and i've always been like damn really bro like you're gonna listen to your goddamn manager you got a brain you got a heart you got a soul but i get it it's the business i guess you know i don't know you it's get... a lot easier than being self-managed oh probably. i bet i mean you have one less thing to think about right if you have like a manager they're just taking care of i don't know fucking booking shit or organizing your schedule whatever it is your agent i don't know for for a, for a musical artist like you just need a a manager right that's all you would need would you need an agent of any sort it depends if your manager is serving the role as of your booking agent and mm. your publicist and your promotional agent and like your manager in terms of like making sure you have all your ducks in a row like i think people are really case by case in terms of what they're willing to do and what's in their scope but most people are willing to do it all, especially for smaller independent artists, because it's not like you're going to be doing press and interviews and shows and releases and promotion, like all out the ass all the time, all at once for a huge audience. That's where you have to bring in like a whole team. I can't imagine having to be like the artist and like you're also worried. You just named all that shit. And I'm like, fuck, merchandising, booking the spot. Right. God. Right. You, so right you... now, like doing that all on my own is nice because I know what's happening all at once. But also I have to know what's happening all at once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> like double edged sword for sure. I mean, is that easy for you? No. Uh. Like some people can handle all that kind of like I'm sure like once things get more complicated, like you said, once, you know, as an artist, you grow, things get more complicated, more elements. But like right now, like, do you feel like you can handle it pretty, pretty well? Yeah, pretty well. Um, I've definitely gotten the hang of it over the last few years a little bit more. And especially the last year since I've been in L.A. and the last two years that I've been around L.A. Um, but it's only because. I'm like a very like I have a need to be organized on paper all the time. Mm. So I got my planner, I got my journals, I got my notebooks, I got my post-its, I got my whiteboards. Like everything is laid out and that's how I cuz nothing is in my head. If you ask me what I'm doing tomorrow, like I couldn't tell you. But my planner can and my planner <laughs> can tell you like merch prices, show bookings, you know, like EPK, all that stuff. 
It's so, uh, I wonder if people, cause like when you, if people were to look at you, you have like this really fun style where it's very like, there's, you pull from so much, right? Like you, you can't really, can't really put a label on you. You know what I mean? Like you can't say like, oh, they like this or they like that. You know what I mean? And so I think it's really cool to find out that you're this like, I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm organized as fuck though. You gotta be. Well, at least I do because there's too much going on up here to mm. not lay it all out. So how many how, how many songs did you just release since? I feel like there's a couple you just released since like the last time we talked. Last time we talked, we were talking about Luxury Girl. Like about we're just teasing that. Mm-hmm. What else is yeah. tell me? Yeah, what's been going dropped. on? Um, big things, big things. Oh. I'm I'm dropping my first EP from Baby Ghost in uh, just over a month. So Stressin' is the next song that's coming out in two weeks. That's Mm. the lead single off of the project. Um, My Body, My Choice is also on the project. Technically, that's also a lead single, but that's like... That wasn't slated as a lead single. That was slated as something that just needed to be in the world stressin is the first song i ever did with momo literally right here like sitting in this chair at this like mic we used a little midi we came up with all the little horn parts and the keys and we just made this song and i felt so valued as an artist and as a producer which i'm trying to become and my input felt like just again valued and just important um and so this song really felt like it was the right one to drop before the whole EP. Because we made it back in February, I think. January, wow. maybe. Yeah, so that that's the next one. And then after that, it's the EP. And that's all recorded as of a few days ago. Um, and now I just have to do, like, album art and you're doing that all on your own oh oh yeah nice so yeah i'm really stoked about the album art for stressing yeah usually i collage shit and i did collage that one it was the first one i made in a while so i was like yeah we're getting back into it (laughs) the one that was just released the one with like it was like uh had that green color to it that was a collage no, not that one. Not... The next one. Oh, okay, okay. Are you thinking of luxury? I think so, because that was yeah, sick. Right? That actually was drawn by my friend Lavender, who's oh. a super talented artist in so many realms, like digital art, physical art. She also makes crystal wrap. She's actually going to be vending my EP release show. Oh, so nice. I'm super honored and excited to have her there. And she's going to be able to make like stickers of that art that she made. Um, so it's going to be it's so, so fun. She killed that for real. That's a real photo. And she just took it straight, you know, to the page and brought it to life. Beautiful. And, and so then the previous one, Gender Envy, is that an example of your collage work? Yes. Yeah. I think most, I mean, some of them have got like pictures and shit, right? But um but collaging, what what necessarily like? Because it, it's not because you're not making this like. Are you making this physically with like paper and like paste, or is it like just on digital art? 
How are you making the collages? Um, it's all physical collage. Mm. Um, at least like the ones I've done. So, see, gender envy, backup plan, mean it, vibe with you, let down, porcelain heart, kind of. That was like more of a digital collage with some photos that I took, as well as my body, my choice. But the rest of them were all like physical collages that I just made on paper, or, like in a journal or whatever. Um, Dude, that's sick. Artic medium, and I think it translates well to like the little Spotify square. Oh yeah, it definitely it definitely fits really well. What is it? Is it just and like getting a bunch of little pieces of, of other whatever, just bringing it together? Like you just there's some. What do mm-hmm. you say? It's cathartic. You just you find a lot of meaning in that. Oh yeah, I think my favorite is probably vibe with you because mm-hmm. I just took a bunch of random shit. Like, I made the physical collage of the girl with the cigarette and, like, you know, I put hearts in her eyes and whatever. But then I just took a bunch of shit from my house, like the earrings and lavender and the lighter and just laid it on the paper and I'll scan it out. And it becomes this, like, cool little, like, digital collage that is also physical. But some of these things you can't translate. I can't just pick this up and, like, move it. Yeah. It's all going to fall, you know, but... Yo, so yeah. so I'm not in the music industry whatsoever. So I, I'm a I'm a lost little sheep when it comes to this world. But like, just as a consumer, right? Like I see like you're, you're putting out all these single songs and whatnot, right? Is this, is this just to like advertise what you're working on until the album itself comes out? Uh, with stressing, yes, because it's the lead single. So this is the preliminary song that we're promoting off of the ep it's like here's what's to come Mm. Um, or like a little piece of it but with the others it's just been single releases because a that's easier for me to do and b that's easier for people to consume especially nowadays like i was just talking with one of my friends and we were saying like our consumption of music has changed so much to where most people won't listen to an album and they won't listen to a project because it's not marketed to them in that way. We're not given a vinyl. We're not given a cassette. We're not given a CD anymore. We're given Spotify where we can listen to playlists or singles that go viral. And then we don't listen to the rest of the catalog. Mm. But I'm, if you know, 2,000 people are streaming Gender Envy and 54 are streaming Porcelain Heart or whatever, you know, like, that's a win in my book because Mm. I'm already marketed to so many different kinds of people to where I think there'll be something for someone and it's not going to be my whole catalog and that's fine, Mm. you know, but if I can make one song that somebody's like, oh, no, I vibe with this. And that's the one they add to their playlist and always listen to. Like, that's today, I think, a huge win. Dang, it's just, it's changed. Yeah. Album, how, there used to be like, well, did you hear about Adele's 30 album that she released last year? That it wasn't, mm-hmm. that you weren't allowed to shuffle it on Spotify? Adele had it. Really? Adele had it, so that was disabled. You had to listen to the album that. straight forward, straight through. I love that. I think that's, I get so mad when I'm listening to an album and then I like realize that it's shuffling and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I have to go back to the first song. 
let's do it all over because it's a cohesive body of work and you yeah. want to consume it how we're meant to consume it but then again what does that even mean because ours can mean anything and we don't take it as such so you know whatever it's just rad when there's an artist who whether it's a band or a single person they have like this cohesive thought or idea or story for this album you know and it flows so well like it's it's this giant masterpiece that's bigger than itself you can you can like enjoy like the little song all the songs right but like american idiot green day oh my god i was just about to bring that up oh dude it's such a thing that popped into my mind like that was such a pivotal concept album of my youth and then growing with it and seeing like the musical come to fruition and you know like that in and of itself is proof that that's a perfect concept album because if you can make it into a musical it's already a story yeah i'm waiting for like panic at the disco to come out with something though dude Mm, we need like a panic like a panic panic of panic of the yeah some pop opera you know and it and it can be it, it doesn't i don't know maybe it can be like a like a medley of panic songs but like or maybe just an album i'm not a i'm not a big enough panic of the disco fan to know which you know top of my head but god yeah. you ever yeah. you ever hear what happened to brandon yuri on broadway oh no nothing bad nothing bad at all because he's wonderful because okay. no no Brandon, he's no he's lovely he's lovely he did kinky boots what, what do you mean what he is he not I don't know. I don't. Shady things. Oh, damn. Is Brandon, is he acting up? God damn. I mean, anyone who's ever performed in Warped Tour, I feel like has been on some shady shit. Let me just say, maybe not anyone, (laughs) a lot of people. What do you mean? One of them. What do you mean? I'll I'll have to to do my digging. I don't want to speak out of my ass, but. Hey, that's fair. That's oh fair. Oh my god! Look, I put Brendan. You. It says Brendan Yuri canceled. Brendan Yuri controversy. Brendan Yuri allegation. Why? Why is Brendan Yuri getting allegate on what? What did he do? What did Brendan Yuri do? Is he a naughty boy? Brendan Yuri, naughty boy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google that. Is he a naughty boy? What's he doing? Resurfers Brendan Yuri audio. Oh yep. What? Oh, he's joking about assault. Awesome. If I see you after this show, I'm going to fuck you. Resurface Brendan Yuri audio shows Panic at the Disco singer joking about sexually assaulting fans. <laughs> that's that's so funny, Brandon. Ha ha ha. <laughs> okay, this is major side note, but what? I'm working this new job as a scare actor. I'm not going to say where because I'm about to say some serious right now mm, mm, we love it and on that note last night they pulled everyone into a room they were like we have to talk to the actors one of our guests came up to us and said that uh one of the actors said i'm gonna fuck you wow like to them and i was like the actual f- first of all well okay i have a question what, what character were they were they like jack the ripper because if they were like Jack the Ripper, okay, that's like in character. But was he like Frankenstein? Was he a vampire? Because like a vampire wouldn't necessarily be like, I'm going to fuck you. He's going to be like, I'm going to suck you, you know? This is a family-friendly event. Oh, no. That. It's family-friendly? <laughs> you can't be screaming, I'm going to fuck like, you. First day, this is opening night, you know? Like, this person's <sighs> never scare-acted in their life, probably. And they were like, you know what would be really scary right now? I'm going to 
fuck you. And this person came out and was like, yo, I was just sexually assaulted in there. Like, one of your actors just, like, verbally, like, said some shit to me that was not okay. And they were like, we heard about this. We don't know who it was, but that's unfortunately not okay. <laughs> I was like, what? It's like, hey, guys, I'm glad you guys came to the meeting. I just want to let y'all know. I'm so, I don't know why this has to be said, but you can't tell the guests you're going to fuck them. <laughs> they get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry we didn't put that in the rule book, but... Uh... It's going to be there next season. Believe it. Believe me, man. Uh, in quotes, Roll do not say, Corey. fuck you. <laughs> going to fuck you. <laughs> hey, fuck you and do not hire Brendan Yuri for your haunted house, I guess. Don't ha- Oh, my God. I don't even want to know what he'd say. It probably sound really pretty, but it's still sexually assaulting. No, don't get me wrong. He's an amazing musician. Um, but that doesn't mean that this isn't shitty behavior. <laughs> do you, but do you think maybe he was having a bad day? Do you think he's a shitty person? Or do you think maybe, like, fame fucked him up? Was he always shitty? Like, Who am I to say? You know, from where hmm. I'm sitting, that was shady. Mm-hmm. You don't know, say that shit. And, like, now gotta love fucking what is that one album with all the flying sheep on it what Steph Panic at the Disco album with the flying sheep on it do you know top of your head like the one is it red Panic it's like the one she'd be the one person I first she like she has like I caught her off guard though right now. Stephanie's got a mind like a bank full of music and stuff. Oh, perfect. Sheep. Count. Let me see. Remember when I got the album? I got the CD and it had tarot cards in it. And it was so cool. I'll never forget that like marketing. I am so pissed. Was it that one? Yeah, that's it. Wait. Infinity. What is it? Infinity on high. Ah, that's it. It came with tarot cards? Yeah, it was so cool. I ended up selling it on Depop because I was just like, "Fuck, I, I can use some, I can use some, some uh, coin right now, reparations." <laughs> but um, <laughs> reparations I and mean, whatnot <laughs> for <laughs> trauma, of sexism, and misogyny. But you know, it was a really cool marketing tactic, and I, I won't. I'm going to try to implement that in some way in my lifetime. Not with a CD, because that'll be pointless, but maybe a record. Like a vinyl? Mm Mm-hmm. Dude. Some tarot cards in it. It'd be so cool. How interesting that, like, you just said CDs are dead, but you're like, but vinyl? Yeah, vinyl, yeah. Oh, I wholeheartedly think CDs will will come back, but, like, records are still coming back now and then i think tapes are gonna come back tapes i mean i I mean just because of like their nostalgia purposes or because of the quality that they because they do give off a certain quality you get off a cassette i think because well because of the cyclical nature of like consumption and Mm -hmm. how everything comes back around but also specifically Mm. because of again the way that we consume music and how it's all playlist based it based now like for the most part and it's you know song by song you can make a mixtape pop it on a cassette 
you know? I mean, I'd be happy with any any kind of physical form of music or medium or any kind of media, right? Because it does freak me out that everything's going digital nowadays. Everything. Movies, music, games, books. Everything's digital. Yep. And that's cool, you know, saving the environment and less materials used for these things. But it scares me. Like if your books, your movies, your games, your music, if all of that. It's just throwing your pictures there, like all your 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 family memories, right? Your your friends and family memories, pictures and videos, all that's digital. Who's to say someone can't just be like, it's off. You can't have any of that now. You're not allowed yeah. to have it. Mm-hmm. There's something nice and about having a book. Exactly. And I think about like all the times I've broken a phone or like lost it and I didn't back up my shit. Mm. I just lost years of photos just never to be seen again. You know, and it's like, that's so easy. Just to be gone. Yep. Like, dude, like, it was so great buying CDs back in the day. Buying CDs. Like, going to a... Dude, oh, fuck. I mean, it's different now, but you've been to Amoeba in Hollywood? Oh, yeah, of course. Because, like, it's changed now, though. It's a different location, right? San Francisco. Oh. I probably have, but... You say Amoeba, and the one that I see is in San Francisco. Oh, there's one in San Francisco, too? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. What's that one like? I mean, it's the same shit, but <laughs> just different city, different vibe, you know? No, nah, Amoeba was that special kind of store, though, man. Especially, like, well, because I know the Hollywood one changed. They changed locations, I think. And the oh, okay. And the original Amoeba, dude, like, it was, you had all the CDs in the, like, the main area of the, of the store. And then in the yep. back, you'd have all the classic music, like, all the jazz, all the classical music. You, and then musical theater stuff was back there, too, so I was always perusing. And then yep. upstairs, they would have all their movies. I'm like, what the f- They had movies upstairs. I think, I don't know if I'm, I'm pretty sure it's. Because there's another, there's like three big record stores in SF. And sometimes they get jumbled in my mind. But I feel like movies, first floor, and then you go up and it's CDs, vinyl, I think, maybe, I don't know. Three big music stores in San Francisco? I think so. I think, Um. um, let me think. Let's see. Uh, Rasputin close? No one was going to tell me this? What? Wait, what? I think that might have been the one I was thinking of, to be honest. Rasputin? That's a store? That was the coolest Rasputin records. There's this big mural on the outside. This dude's like meditating. His third eye is like glowing. What? And there was one in... I want to say... There might have been one in, like, San Jose as well. A Rasputin record store? Mm-hmm. Dude, that's such a... Stephanie's nodding her head. She knows about Rasputin. Uh, they, did they all close, do you know, Stephanie? What, what? Oh, my God. When, when, when you were asking, that's what, that's what she thought you were going to say. Rasputin. Uh, that's what I was thinking of in my head, I think. I mean, 
obviously Amoeba is still open and it's still popping, but mm -hmm. Rasputin, I think I've frequented more. Dude, probably. you know what we got to do in LA or in Hollywood? Like back in high school, mm. my favorite thing was to like go to Amoeba, hang out there, right? And then walk yeah. over to Pink's and just get a hot dog and just like sit, sit outside on the bench and just enjoy a dog. Yeah. I haven't had a good hot dog in a minute. The one spot I usually go to is outside of Lowe's Hardware. <laughs> <laughs> they got like a hot dog stand. It's like a universal thing too. It's so weird. Uh, dude, those are the one in NorCal too. Like hot dog outside the Lowe's. Oh, they're all owned. They're all owned by one gang in Los Angeles. You didn't know that? There's like a huge like gang that like owns all hot dog carts. The hot dog gang for real? Hot dog cholos, dude. It's badass. They like walk around asking like, "Hey, show me your wiener." <laughs> it's like, no. hey. <laughs> like that's how you know. That's how they know if you're in the gang. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, show me your wiener, fool." <laughs> All right, fool. And they then they bring out their wiener. They will have like a, a Oscar Mayer wiener in their pocket. <laughs> Nobody cooking burgers in these streets. Nah, fool. Show me your wiener. Get that patty out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. No, no, but fucking and SF though. Stephanie took me, you know, you know, me and Stephanie were invited actually by a friend of ours, Christopher and his husband, uh, oh fuck, Christopher Chase and Jonathan, there you go, God, I almost forgot his name, don't hate me Chris, but they took us to, was it Dolores Park, is that what it's called? Dude. My heart. I think, okay, so I only had one moment in Dolores Park where I was a little like, a little shy and it was at the they have like an outdoor peeing area for people with penises i don't know if you've seen it out there but like literally you can to pee outside and there's like a little nook they have for you and you stand there peeing looking out into everything oh. oh wow and that would be cool but they have a line of dudes waiting to go and i'm just like fuck i'm not going i'm just i'm not gonna go pee i'm not i'm too shy right now yeah <laughs> just soak in the view because i'm not peeing right now dude and i think i was pretty lit too i was pretty fucking lit <laughs> oh my gosh there's like Lord. a there was like a truffle man that was so fun that was so magical the truffle man he was walking around he had different flavored truffles for everyone what that's dude. so cool the Del magic of the city the magic of the truffle man there's like a there's like a lady selling just cookies they were just cookies. She had Aww. to specify. That's so sweet. <laughs> I love that. It's always the old ladies. It's some nice shit. The last protest I went to, there was an old lady handing out peanut butter sandwiches. Shut the fuck she up. Was no like, way. Make sure you, you eat. Make sure you stay hydrated. Jelly. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. So sweet. I was like, <laughs> I'm really happy I'm not allergic right now. It's the best thing in my life. <laughs> Oh man, and I wonder if like she had grandkids or like a family. Imagine like like some of the nicest people who are really sweet. They have no family, and like they were never like. Yeah. That's why they're nice to the whole world. The world's their family. Real shit. Real shit. You choose your family always. Dude, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Like that toxic, that toxic uh, attachment when they like try guilting you or something. Nah, dude. Yeah, you know it's crazy because, so. I was adopted. I met my birth family a few years ago. And uh, mm. my brother, my birth brother, something that he enlightened me on was he's really big on, like, linguistics and etymology and, like, 
same shit I am in that regard. And he was like, yo, you know the full saying of blood is thicker than water, right? I was like, no. He was like, blood of the covenant is thicker than water of the womb. Mm. Which is crazy because that's the whole argument people use to be like, yo, stick with your family. Like, blood is thicker than water. Da, 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 da. And I never resonated with that because my family isn't my blood to begin with. People who raised me are not my blood. They're my oh. family. But, like, I, they didn't birth me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not their DNA. But they're the only family that I've had up until mm-hmm. a few years ago. And then he drops that bomb on me, and I'm like, that makes so much sense. Because, like, the covenant being whatever you choose it to be, your, like, yeah. soul family, your... Your tribe, whatever the people, the people you've collected or like you've been like, you've gathered to gravitated to. Yeah. And who have gravitated towards you and uplifted you and inspired you and put in the work to show you that they care as opposed to just being like, yeah, like we're blood. So stick with me type shit. (laughs) You know, like that's so much more important. I mean, there's power in words, right? History and whatnot. Whoever fucking was like saying like, nah, blood's thicker than water. They wanted to shut the original quote down. They were like, nah, shut that down. Exactly. I think there's another one like that. The, uh, do you know the master of none quote? Jack of all trades. Yeah. None. So a, a jack of all trades, master of none. People always say that. And personally, I've always felt bad about that for myself because... I've always been the kind of person, maybe it's just my ADHD, but I'm the kind of person that likes to do multiple things like at the same time. I, I, I do one thing and I might just get bored. You know, I, I can focus on things if I need to, but I just I enjoy doing multiple things at the same time, uh, whether it's hobbies, books, whatever it is. Right. But, but yeah. then I heard the, the, the quote, a jack of all trades, a master of none. And I was like, oh, fuck me then. But then again, someone was like, no, that's not the full quote. Full quote is, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Yep. Yep. Fuck, my brother told me that one too. There's one more. What is it? But in case it does, I'm going to keep it in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so your, your, your brother, you're like, your brother, like with blood from blood, he, you found out that he's like a linguist and like he's into, he's just like a, uh, a curious traveler of words. He likes to journey into the world of words. Yes, he's curious about a lot of things, and a lot of things that I am also curious about. He's a great musician. No way. Come to find out, yeah. Wait, that's trippy, brother. dude. And you just right. met him? A like years ago, a few yeah. years ago, but just damn. Yeah, and his when I when I met his mom, my birth mom. Uh, Whoa, are you know, okay talking about that? Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. What was that like? Uh, you know, one of the first things I asked her over the email, of course, was like, <laughs> can you tell me about, like, your family and music? Um, I don't even know if I explicitly asked her. I just said, like, yo, I do music. This is my life. Like, you know. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, you got a f- cousin in the Philharmonic. You got uh, your, your, your aunt plays the piano. I've never said aunt in my life. Your aunt plays the piano. 
I said that. Um, and and Jeffrey is my brother. Uh, you know, plays guitar and sings and all this stuff. And Jeff is like huge deadhead. You know, is like very into consuming music as well. So he's always at shows. Um, you know, he's always just like traveling to pursue being around live music and experiencing mm. just just like the best thing to be around and have in my life you know because like we're we're literally two peas in a pod and it's insane like how similar we are in terms of interests and personality and you know all that stuff but it's just like kind of a mind fuck <laughs> yeah i bet your mind just blew up you're like what the fuck wait excuse me oh yeah mm-hmm. it's in me i grew up with a brother ryan who was super cool but we didn't have anything in common really aside from an interest in music which he had like i, I think our musical interests ran parallel he taught mm-hmm. me how to play the saxophone which has was super influential throughout my life um and he also played some other instruments, but was very much like audiophile, you know, like into engineering and into like the technicality behind music, which is cool, but I didn't really understand growing up and he didn't really have the time to teach me because he was also pursuing um, pilot training. and like Jeez. Pilot. So we don't, talk a whole lot and you know it's cool but we're just very different people and then I met Jeff and it was like whoa this is like wild <laughs> I mean do y'all even do y'all look similar even um I, I, don't, I don't know it's hard for me to tell with that um just cause I've never like you know I grew up being told that I look just like my parents Mm. And I was like, well, that's funny because, like, I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone else was saying that about you, seeing you with your family? Even like doctors would be like, wow, you're a spitting image of your mother. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> I mean, said, what? <laughs> so <I'm, laughs> I kind of just like have always been bad with that because I don't know what's what. Yeah. But people have told us that we have similar features. So I'll take that. I mean, is. that's rad. Your little, the, the world that is your family just grew a little bit more. That's all. Oh, yeah. And more because my birth mom just got married. Whoa. A few months ago. So it's like I have even more family now and like on her husband's side that a lot of them live in L.A. And, you know, hung out with a few people from the fam. So definitely excited to like keep getting to know them all and like keep growing with that family because it's been really cool to like have been there for that you know yeah and then have they heard your music did you have you like shared with them your music and whatnot yeah i actually sang at her wedding no way how'd that go that's awesome oh my gosh it was the biggest joy in the world i i I was so happy to be there and just like the timing felt so perfect because had I met her and gone through this process like you know even a few years later two three years later I wouldn't have been able to be there for that so mm. just felt really special 
Things happen for a reason. Yeah. Gotta just trust it. That's rad, dude. Yeah, it was fucking oh, awesome. <laughs> dude, I'm I'm still waiting to go meet my side, my dad's side of the family. I just reconnected with them like a couple years ago during the pa- when the pandemic first started. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so my so I'm Stephen Brogan Cortez. The Cortez is my right. mom's side, and that's the whole Salvadorian side. I'm close with all of them. Well, I'm mm-hmm. uh, close. I know them all. You know what I mean? We're not like BFFs or anything, but like we're family. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely the black sheep of the family. I am. I, I, I not not only am I just what I like, what my interests are, and who I am as a person. Am I just radical? I feel radically different than my family. Um, I literally just I'm taller than everyone. There, <laughs> there's like some of my cousins who are like growing up and like I'm like, oh, your dad was tall. I see that. Cool. You're my height. Cool. But like with my immediate family, I'm just like a, I'm a sore thumb. You know what I mean? Um, fuck, where was I going with this? Fuck, fucking lost my train of thought there, dude. This weed's good. <laughs> Your dad's side of the family. Oh, thank you so much. God, you're the fucking best. No, but I just, uh, yeah, I just uh, got reconnected with them and through freaking, I think it was Ancestry.com or something, but mm-hmm. no, I haven't even met them yet. I'm nervous, dude. I hope it goes as well as it did for you. Oh, the mm. nerves are, ne- when I tell you, I was like, scouring reddit trying to find a thread of like someone who had been through this experience on my bus ride to go meet my birth mom i was like oh dear god i was freaking out and i couldn't find anything so i just turned to the dude next to me because he was like how are you and i was like you do you really want to know <laughs> so I, I went from redlands to bakersfield on the greyhound which is like fucking, I don't know, five hours maybe? Five hours, damn. Four, five. And I talked this dude's ear off all the time. No way. I don't even remember his name. I was just like, oh man, I'm going, I'm going to be my birth mom. I'm really scared. <laughs> oh, I was going to go. Oh my God. What if it goes badly and I have to take the train all the way back? (laughs) But he was so kind and he just sat there and listened. And I think he was probably high out of his mind. But, you know, I mean, it worked out. I got everything out that I needed to before that interaction. I mean, fuck, that's perfect. Maybe you just needed a really faded person next to you just to be like, hey, how you doing? I'm just an open vessel to hear you right now. (laughs) Yep. I was like, okay, doc, let me lay it out. It's like when people ask, hey, how you doing? Here comes Mariah. Like, you really want to know? Yeah, exactly. Be careful what you ask because you will get a fucking answer. You ever do that just to people like every day, any day, like any day life, like everyday life? People are just like, hey, how you doing? And then like maybe there is something on your mind and you're like, well, let's see. How am I doing? You no, go into it. Like, I'm not very good, and they're like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> I wasn't ready to support you right now. Wait, I, uh, I yeah. thought you'd say fine, and we'd move on. <laughs> exactly, but people have to learn at some point. Like, you can't just be asking questions that have meaning with nothing behind it, like no sentiment behind it. Like, if you want to say hi to, like, what's up in passing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like not even stop or look at you, and I'm like. Just say hey. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that it's also a linguistics thing. Again, like that has morphed into a greeting in our language. But what does it actually mean? Our words and are like spells, dude. 
Yeah. Oh, Ooh, Stevie Nicks. They're like spells. Yeah. And if you're just saying like, hey, how are you? You know, like you might just think you're saying hi, but you're actually asking someone how they're doing. And if someone mm-hmm. hears it, like, dude, it happens all the time. And even people like fucking like are on autopilot. They'll be like, hey, how are you? And then you'll be like, uh, yeah, hey, what's up? And they'll be like, oh, good. Oh, oh, shit. They didn't ask yeah. me how I was. Uh, that's weird. Exactly. It's all a script. Got to break it. Or, or, or are those people that can't like fucking pick up the script or change it or whatever? What if they're just NPCs and this is all a simulation? Get out the psilocybin. We have to. We have to plug out of the matrix. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on to plushy. <laughs> Might look it over here. I need to hug you, dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I ask myself that question sometimes, and then I immediately take it back because I'd rather not think about it at all. Yeah, I mean, fuck, what if you think about it so hard that you just pop out? Mm, no, shut, you're like, I'm shut up, Steven. Don't that. fucking plant that. Like, <laughs> for real. I got shit going. I got unfinished business. Like, things are going okay. This is, if it is a simulation, like, that's fine right now, at least. Yeah. In this moment. I'm just going to enjoy the movies and the music that's inside the simulation while I'm in it. Yeah, they're pretty decent. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Baby Ghost has got some good shit coming out of here. Hey, hey. I think so. So do you have like um a theme for the album coming out? Um kind of. Not explicitly. The theme is a collection of songs that I've made with Momo mm. over the course of these last few months. Over the course of twenty twenty two, essentially. Um and they're all just like I mean, they pretty much sum up my experiences from the time that I moved out to L.A. until now. And also, like, kind of what led up to that moment. Because there was a lot going on when I came here. And I was coming out of, like, so many different situations that, like, were bad for me mentally, musically, physically. And I was, like, starting a new chapter I guess and Momo happened to like waltz into my life and be an amazing (laughs) producer and an amazing homie at just the right time to where I was trying to start building a new circle especially of like-minded musicians and you know we found each other at this open mic so it's like a culmination of experience and like drama and fuck shit and like basically a story of my time here so far and everything that like I've been going through from like personal to political, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice to hear someone just be like, oh, man, L.A.'s changed me. Like, do you love L.A.? I do. I do. I mean, I hate it as well. Mm-hmm. But I do love it. And I do think that I'll stay here for a while, you know, just like basking in the energy of it. Because 
I tell people all the time, there's a different energy here. People are all creatives, no matter what they're doing, no matter if they're a cashier at Five Guys or they're working at Prada, like they're some sort of creative and they're pursuing their art with a sense of urgency that doesn't exist elsewhere. Because LA, New York, like the pace of these cities is so fast mm. and so overwhelming if you're not really here because you need to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there's been moments where I'm where I wonder like, should I, you know, get my teaching credential? Should I pursue this job or that job? And inside I'm like, ah, I'm not at that point where I need to make that route yet. You know, like there's like I don't know, like maybe it's I think it's the same thing you're feeling with music where it's like for me as a performer, as an actor, whatever it is I'm making, right? Even this podcast, right? I'm like, I need to do something where I feel like I'm creating. Like, I, I, I can't give that up. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's, I mean, like we talked about last time a little bit. It's like, if you really want to do this shit, if you really are doing this shit, it's because it's the thing that gives you that innate survival ability. And that, like, drive to do more and to pursue higher challenges and to keep pushing at something despite being a small fish in a big pond, despite mm. not getting whatever numbers look good, quote unquote, you know, despite <laughs> not having people come to your shows or tuning into your streams or, like, whatever, you know, it's like, People wouldn't keep doing that if there wasn't this necessity to do it, to live and be happy at the same time, you know, mm -hmm. I think at least for me. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Because because, dude, you, you fucking said numbers and I'm like, get out of my head, get out of my head, because I feel myself getting wrapped up in the numbers of this podcast and I have to just I, I have to, I have this attachment to them and I have to just be like, nah, fuck that. It's not, not that's not why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it for the numbers or whatever. You know what I mean? And you have to ask, I tell people all the time, you have to ask yourself, like, if nobody showed up, if nobody listened, if nobody was there once you produced the art, would you still be creating it? Hmm. And, like, for me, always, because, sure, it's going to feel some type of way if I don't reach my goals statistically for my numbers you know that i want to or that i'm aiming for but it's not gonna affect me in the way that i'm gonna stop making art or i'm gonna lose my ability to write songs or i'm gonna like you know yeah it's just all a mental thing and it's so easy to become wrapped up in in this environment of the age of media and to where we see every number everywhere every view every fucking listen every like. share analytics Fuck. of course it's gonna get in our heads that's exactly what it's designed to do so not feeding into that is a radical act <laughs> yeah oh fuck yeah radical very radical just because it's so hard not to compare yourself to like everything going on with all the all those all those things you just listed off it's so hard not to compare yourself and fall into the trap of like, mm, I'm not good enough. 
yeah, because we're supposed to think that, like, okay, your podcast is great, so I shouldn't try to make one because it won't be as good as yours. Mm. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah. I can make a great podcast, and you can make a great podcast, and they can coexist simultaneously. Like, uh, I mean, that's like women in the music industry. Like, why does Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, like, why do they have to be? one or the other you got to be a barb or you got to be a cardi fan you know mm-hmm. what i mean you can't like both it's like what so weird it we just, can all be good at things mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh I, I i see it definitely changing in like the comedy world i'm not a comedian at all but from like from the podcasts i listen to a lot of the comedians are like helping each other out a lot of comedians have podcasts and they're not right. talking shit about each other no they're inviting each other to their podcasts I- Yes, exactly. And that's what it's all about. Like, like, yeah, we got to, like, help each other out. Because when, what is it? Like, when the ocean rises, we all rise, right? It's not just one ship rising. It's all the ships rising and shit. Exactly. And it's all, I think, art is community. And mm. community is solidarity. And to uplift each other and to make space for each other and share that space is doing a service for all of our art and all of our existence and just like basic fucking humanity just like when we eat we all eat you know Mm. i mean art does give meaning to whatever the art is right whether it's like fucking building a beautiful car that gave someone meaning to like build that whether it's building a home whether it's painting a picture writing a song planting a tree you know i think as humans we have like this really innate urge to create you know because life is meaningless it is like like we live we die you know it it it, it can all end in an instance you know but it's like what we do in that instance what are you gonna do to bring meaning exactly exactly just create a little moment of beauty and bring it to a loved one and say here you go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is for you yeah like just fucking i don't know man should be so easy there's this one tiktok that it's this guy just bringing up a question he's like why don't we have to pay to live here <laughs> just to live on the planet Real. you know oh uh, we're uh, I think we're bringing back bartering is what i've heard in my excuse me yeah so if everyone doesn't catch on i'll just be doing it with the homies i will no longer be getting anything <laughs> else except for bartered items be like you want this cookie give me a little button oh fuck this is my last button though but i do want that cookie <laughs> Can you, yeah, can you take a shoelace? Come on, I got an extra shoelace from a from a Doc Martin. You know what? I'll do you one better. I'll just take the aglet. <gasps> Fuck. Okay. Deal. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cookie. Yes. You're gonna be like the fucking squished Motlow Queen in that like post-apocalyptic yeah. future of bartering. You're gonna be like, I want another squish Motlow. <laughs> I go to squish event. I've gone to a couple squish events, and it's like that's. The thing you like trade squishmallows, and you just like barter your squish. Like Pokemon cards. Yeah. What the heck? 
And they're releasing Pokemon Squishmallows. Oh, I saw. I saw the Pikachu. I wanted like, even. Five people sent me that post. I was like, yeah. Stop calling me out, fam. What's up? Leave me alone. <laughs> you already pre-ordered all of them, though. <laughs> yeah. Snorlax's about to be amazing. <laughs> I was never even really that into Pokemon, but I'm like, give it to me. I'll take it. Take You're it like, mm, it's squishy and cute. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yeah. I know the lightning one is Pikachu. Dude, that's enough. That's enough. I'm saying. There's like a little... Isn't it Mewtwo, the little cat purple dude? I don't know if he's a cat, but I mean, like, you were really, like, you, you said it perfectly. Though. I don't know if he's a cat, though. That's a that's an interesting <laughs> observation. I don't even know what it is, though. He's a cat. I saw him in the movie. I mean. With the scary live action Pokemon. That was terrifying. The oh, one with he... Ryan Reynolds? Wait, what is that? That's Pikachu. Ryan Reynolds is the voice of Pikachu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, so Mewtwo and Detective Pikachu. Yeah, because I, I, like the designs they did on that movie, they were realistic, but they still were cartoony, which I think you need to have. You can't. So scary. But that, that dude looked like a cat in that movie, for sure. Okay, yeah, like he has like his ears. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mew, that's the sound a cat makes. A cat goes meow. <laughs> are you eating a cookie <laughs> well this is good timing i have to go to the bathroom really quick we're gonna put a quick time out on this quick oh, time perfect. and we're back from a much needed break <laughs> oh. oh my god i'll tell you what though <laughs> I'll take alcohol over can. I'll take cannabis over alcohol any day of the week. I was about to say, slow down. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I almost said that in reverse. I'm so sorry. No, but yeah, like I barely drink at all, even now. Like I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I barely drink alcohol. You know, I. It's crazy because when I was in college, I was like, like people would know not to really offer me a drink, you know, unless it was like some crazy party, because mm-hmm. I was always smoking weed never interested in drinking and i was vocal about how much alcohol was like poisonous you know Mm -hmm. but then once the pandemic hit man oh Oh, no what is it a bottle of jack what is it oh no my my poison's definitely just like a can of modello but (laughs) oh modello i love I don't know what about it's not even you're welcome to my mom's house like her husband just drinks model <laughs> you'd be so fun to bring over i'd be just i would just have fun to be like mom no ella no ella you know it's it ellos <laughs> just explain that whole thing to her i'll be like yeah them babe. mom that's them uh, is that the wait spanish pronouns is ellos ellos okay that's cool i knew french was yell but I didn't know Spanish. And somebody asked me recently, and I was like, fuck. I believe so, because it would be él is him, ella is her, and then them, or they, them, would be... Uh, no, but see, no, fuck, no. Because then if you say ellos allí, like, that's them. But then if it's, like, all girls, you can say ellas, I think. Oh, so it's, like, a plural them. I believe so, because like a lot of words in Spanish, a lot of uh, a lot of them have like a masculine and a feminine form. Mm-hmm. So see, in Spanish, they were like, "Do whatever you want." 
but it's like, yeah. what about a middle one? <laughs> exactly. That's kind of how it is in French, but I know they have yeah. French is always a language I like to listen to. Like, oh, dude, it's beautiful. Yeah. But then, like, singing it in college, whenever I would have to get, like, a, a French song, oh, I was like, no, oh. can we go back to Italian? What is this? For real, because they also make you sing it like Italian. So you're not even singing correct French pronunciation because you're not doing the R's. Mm. Like you French mean- R's. You're doing them more like, like Italian R's to come across as, like, more enunciated i guess i don't even know it's about opening the vowel it's about having nice open vowels so you can get the note out yeah but then it doesn't fit because that's not how it would be spoken in 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 french if you will yeah i do miss sometimes all the hard stuff but nah they're beautiful you ever seen garo mio ben of course dude (laughs) classic oh man different schools same song Oh, no, sick. Carl Ben is so funny. And also, oh, what's the other one? Oh, I don't know. It'll come to Seven you. Crudele was another one I would sing. Mm, I don't know that one. Let's see. There's uh, a. Cessate di piegarmi. Oh, Cessate di piegarmi. Wait, 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 which one? How does that one go? That one sounds so familiar. Oh. oh my god, you just took me back, dude. Oh, lasciate mi mori. Oh my god. Oh, that, that song could get it, dude. Spietate. All my auditions because it was just such a fun song, and I was like, well, they're not gonna fucking know if I were saying this. Dude, so okay, back in college. I started off playing cello. Like, that's what I wanted to do. But I wasn't good enough. Like, just straight up, I wasn't good enough because I needed more private lessons in my background. I didn't have enough. Like, I took maybe a year of private lessons prior to going into college. But I did because, okay, so I went to CSUN. And CSUN's music department is, like, fucking insanely good. I, I, mm-hmm. I, but when I was going there, I don't know if it's changed now, but when I was going there, like the music department there was like the top bachelor program in the state or something. I don't fucking know, but it was really good. So when I auditioned for the cello program, dude, I was a fucking mess. I'm just going to say that I, I walked out and my back was sweaty as fuck. It was, uh, dude, and I had, I had, let me see. I worked with one, two people auditioned me, uh, fucking was it professor Axe? He wasn't a doctor. I think it was professor Axe. Professor Axe and then Rossetti and Professor Rossetti was like, like they like they were the, no, she was like the cello teacher, I think. And Professor Axe was like the conductor teacher. He also did a lot of the musicals and whatnot. That's where I met him later on. But dude, fucking Rossetti listens to me. And so does Axe. And at the end, Rossetti's like, honey, you're just chromatically out of tune, like your hand. So, so, so like I have the heart and stuff, but like I, I, I started playing cello like in middle school and in high school, just public school, you know, like right. I never had any one on one training. So I, I, I've had all these bad habits that I couldn't fucking break yet, you know, but yeah, but dude, but then I met Diane Ketchy at CSUN and she was like, oh, you should just you should audition for the voice program like you can sing. So you should audition for the voice program. And I auditioned for it. My friend Patrick, shout out Patrick, he hooked me up with some Italian songs because I had no fucking yep. clue how to get them. And I think Caro Mio Ben was one of them. 
I prepped. I worked on it. I got to the audition. I start singing it, and I start messing up. And this is how I knew Diane Ketchy was going to be my number one forever, man. While I'm singing and slipping up a little bit, she starts wor- mouthing the lyrics for me. Oh, my God. She's yes. she's she's sitting in the front. <laughs> like, just such a great teacher. Just such a great teacher, you know? Like, fucking caro mio ben credi mi al men senza di te tranquil secor caro mio ben hey dude i can throw like dude okay so i can like low-key beatbox oh shit throw it down i'm not like the best let me see okay okay i let me where's my pen hold up because it happens when i'm really relaxed because long story short oh i thought you actually had a writing pen in your hand oh no not that kind of pen (laughs) no oh no i can't do that i had a friend who do that like pen stuff making a beat on the table with a pen no but let me Mm -hmm. see okay so okay something just simple like Oh no! You just completely cut out. Oh no! You got none of that. Never mind. I have to back up. I have to back up. I have to back up. All right. Uh, Hold up. Let me. Let me get. Dude, I used to get so into it back in the day, dude. I fucking love dubstep, and I'd just be like, Damn. Back up. Back up. <laughs> uh, I got like first three quarters. That's all that matters. Oh, clean. A bunch of us. I, it was my friend Ian back in the day. Like he started beatboxing and he got really into it. Like his mom, like, dude. Okay. So my, like my friend Ian had like the coolest house from like, the, like from the kids in the neighborhood. Right. Fucking his uh, his uncle lived in the garage and the funny smell always came out of his uncle's garage. We didn't know what it was. Now I know. <laughs> no wonder he was so cool. <laughs> but his but his mom was this. She was so chill. She would cut my hair because she was like a hair. St- she could she would like cut. She would cut hair at a salon. But I think she was also like a no, she was just cutting hair. But she was also a DJ. I think she was like DJ Iron Butterfly or something. But she was so chill. And she had like this piercing. I remember this so clear. She had a piercing that went in and out throughout her neck. And it looked like she had like a oh. necklace on. Whoa. Shit was gnarly. But uh, fuck. Uh, but Ian, like, you know, because like his mom's a DJ. So she had, she, I, I'm pretty sure Ian was just surrounded by just great music. Like in the ba- in the garage, just records, her setup and everything. But he got into like, he got me into like Chemical Brothers and shit. Uh, and he would get into beatboxing and he got himself like a, a chaos pad. You ever hear of those? Yeah. yeah. Dude, chaos pads are fucking sick. Like, so for those that don't right. know, a chaos pads like this, I guess you just call it a, a MIDI musical tool, right? That's like a, a layman's mm-hmm. term for a good general term. It's like a MIDI musical tool. And the one he had had four buttons on the bottom, A, B, C, D, and you could record loops onto each, uh, of those buttons. And then if you had the, like each one of those buttons had like a loop on it, like a like a beat or like a sound, whatever it was, 
you can combine them and put them into just one single button and just build off of them. That's not all. In the center of this chaos pad was a touchpad where you could fuck and distort insane effects like in like a fucking what's his name ian got me into beardy man you ever listen to beardy man dude hold up i'm about to play you something i'm about to play you something this you, you hold up so beardy man he's still around now like he, he's a beatboxer and he still tours and he's big in the he's still big in the uk i think i don't know but the first song i ever heard of beardy man was this one jam called Monkey Jazz? Are you ready for some monkey jazz? Hell yeah. Here we go. So he mainly uses chaos pads. That's what he's known for. Homie's got like three chaos pads in front of him and a mic. Is it too loud? No, it's not. Wait. Here. No? Damn it. Oh. oh. See, I think that's why soon, like, hopefully this podcast can build. Or I got to figure out how to, like, get guests to see videos and stuff. But, like, to have, like, you here. And then we'll just look at shit like that live. You know what I mean? But fucking, if you search up Monkey Jazz, dude, Beardy Man, it's like this, he just uses chaos pads. But um, but yeah, so Ian got into beatboxing, I think maybe because of this. I don't know. It'd be cool to get him on this. Um, dude, by the way, if you ever, because you're in L.A., right? Oh, this is, a, this is a good plug for him, honestly. I don't know who's listening. But like he owns a coffee shop in L.A. called Amp Coffee, I believe. You ever hear of it? Coffee? No. Amp, let me, let me see, make sure the name is correct. So check this. Yeah, yep. Amp Coffee, Amp, A-M-P, Coffee L.A. So it's a specialty coffee shop in L.A., right? In North Hollywood. But here's the thing. It's specially, it's, it's, it's a coffee shop run by a guy who loves music. He's a musician himself. He's in a band. Yeah. In this coffee shop in the back, he has like practice rooms, like soundproof. He has like a recording studio. If you need to record stuff in a in a booth, like it's a coffee shop with all that stuff set up. So cool. Yeah. So that so he's the guy who started beatboxing, and then like I was like, oh, that's cool. And so like I was just like, you know, fucking just following along and being like, I want to try too. Like boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. <laughs> cool. Okay. Okay. But he could do some crazy shit. Like he can do like the click roll, which is like this thing. You fuck. It's like it's it's a move done in beatboxing where it's like in the back of your mouth. Your tongue just like this is like like the like. It's fuck. I can't even fucking make the sound. It's so hard. <sighs> I can't. Beatboxing is so fucking rad. It like when you look at real oh, beatboxing, right? like top tier beatboxing. No, oh. for real. I'm really into like. I don't know, kind of like the younger guys, like um, Korean FX and Tom Thummer and, you know, like all those people. But I, I really need to start tapping back into like the competitions, you know, like that they stream mm -hmm. and stuff. Because those Same. guys go hard. 
And it's wild because I actually met Lance when he beatboxed for jazz choir in high school. No way. That's right. Yeah. We like brought him in as like a featured (laughs) guest. Like you're not in the jazz choir, but you get to be in this one song type (laughs) shit. It's like, I mean, I'm sure it was cool, but it was also kind of like shady to just be like, well, not in the choir, but. I'm just just do this one thing for us while we had also like beatboxers in the choir. So it was kind of like that for sure is shady. But I bet Lance felt pretty rad. He's like, I'm a featured artist, bitch. Right, right. Like, it's definitely cool. <laughs> Did he wear sunglasses? I bet he wore sunglasses, man. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. No, the classic. The, the classic ones. Classic oh, Ray-Ban yeah. style, dude. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, no, but that beatboxing thing. You know what scene I fucking got a peek into because of TikTok? Fucking, mm. I think it's, I don't know if they're in Mexico, but it's Spanish-speaking rap battles. But, like, specifically, like, it's girls just fucking, like, going at each other in these, like, nasty, oh. like, rap battles, dude. Like, in crowd, they're, like, in the middle of, like, crowd of people watching them. And they're just fucking mm. going at each other, like, for blood, dude. Like, whole shit like i think i commented once and i was like yo when is lin-manuel miranda making a musical about this like that's what i need fighting in the streets rap battle yeah yeah uh nah dude but these chicks can i find one of these videos i haven't seen them in so do i just got a do i just got a phone number with a certain area code and i'm like who's calling me is that the mouse it can't be the mouse i hung up on the mouse I don't know. Anyways, I can't I find that video. Sevens. Hmm? My phone is seven oh seven. I always get you seven get sevens. Seven calls. I'm like, Damn it! They know. They know. Be like my family. I'm and like, it's oh, not. Like, What's up? And it's like your credit report is terrible. Damn. <laughs> it's like, are you a homeowner? Dude, I don't even live in Santa Rosa anymore. What are you even talking about? I know. Get out of here, dude. Uh, well, I think we got to a good point in the podcast uh, to get to my favorite segment, if you don't mind. Oh, shit. You've done it before. And last time, you only I think I only asked you five questions, didn't I? No, I think that's... The full ten? I'm pretty sure you did. Because you right. were like, I usually ask five. Okay, I perfect. I'm a goldfish. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a goldfish. Me so, too. So, so let's see. Let's see if your answers have changed. Let's see what they are now. Are you ready? I'm ready as I'll ever be. Question one. What is your favorite word? Word. Right now, my favorite word is serendipitous. This is a recurring favorite word. It's just a beautiful word and such a beautiful feeling slash experience slash adjective like serendipity i mean wasn't that john mayer sweet serendipity who, who did that song mm, i don't know maybe but... not john mayer but that was a big hit it'll always stick with me mm. sweet word sweet serendipity nice. what is your least favorite word
Probably chew. <laughs> similar to my last least favorite word, which is just me. <laughs> I think they give similar energy. Chew. <laughs> Only acceptable when a British person says it, and they're trying to say two. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> what turns you on? What makes you happy? Music. Mm. <laughs> what turns you off? What makes you unhappy? Arrogance. Or I guess not arrogance, but like mansplaining. Yeah, it's in a similar vein. I hear what you're saying, but look, let me just tell you what you really mean, though, okay? <laughs> this gets so stupid. I'm stupid. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa there, buddy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Don't listen to me. Buddy. I'm going to go back to my question. how you humble a man <laughs> if you just call him buddy. <laughs> okay, buddy. Look here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's man to man. That's like big no-no. And then there's like the, the light touch of the shoulder. Hey, buddy, look. Hmm. And then just the placement oh. of the hand. So condescending. If a guy ever did that to me and he was like, okay, buddy, and he puts his hand on my shoulder, I'm going to grab his waist. (laughs) (laughs) Grab his waist, left hand on bottom of the waist, like not too low to the butt, but just right there on the lower back, and then the right hand cupping his face gently. And right around. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you need something, champ? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. Uh, where, Where are we? Fuck. Okay. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? You, 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 you're too loud. <laughs> Did, you <hear> <laughs> Did you hear that one? We heard, I heard that one. Right. That's <laughs> my, or like, like I've been listening to a lot of British drill and what? those ad libs favorite. Sounds. Wait, what, what's, what, the, what's British drills? Like drill beats, like this genre of hip hop that's like British dominated for the most part. And it's just like this really intense. Actually, My Body, My Choice is kind of a drill beat ish, but it's not really a British drill beat. I don't know how to explain it. I just found a British drill playlist. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm going to I'm going to get lost in this later. They'll have you bopping your head for sure. Dope. They have the best ad libs. They'll be like, <laughs> and granted, American rappers do that too, but ah, it's not the same. God, fucking more, you know? Okay, we got like one song, Oliver Twist. Definitely listen to that. I don't remember who does it, but it's so good. It's like, and especially because you you've definitely seen Oliver, right? No, <laughs> I haven't been in that what? one. <laughs> If that's, oh, if that's bad to say, if that's bad to say, I haven't been in that one yet. <laughs> you gotta watch Oliver, dude. It's a classic. Okay, okay, I, I, I will. It's, it's. I have, a, I have a list of homework. <laughs> that's so funny. I mean, that's valid though. I, I, I definitely was like that for some time, but I'm just too much of a nerd. But, Oliver you know, Twist by Oliver the Eagles. Twist. No. <laughs> Was a Let me look it up. So, is, you know, is the, Oliver Twist the, the band? 
No, it's a song. Okay. Um, it's by R D, but it's spelled A R R D E E. R. You know, in the musical, little dude Oliver Twist, he's like an orphan. He's in the orphanage, and he asks for more porridge, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes up to the dude. He's like, "Can I have some more, please?" And then he's like, "More, more." <laughs> and so in the song, he's like, "I just want some more Oliver Twist." Uh, uh, so wait, what? Good. Hold up. It's so, and it's such a niche reference. Like, it's I don't know if a lot of British people maybe have watched Oliver Twist. I'm, but. I, not a lot of my friends have seen. <laughs> but like honestly, all the best rappers or like writers in general, right? They have they they pull from different sources, right? They pull from so many different. Yeah. So I mean, okay. <laughs> the way you said it, though, can you give me one more time <laughs> an example of Oliver Twist by R.D. Oliver Twist. Hey, dude, I'm gonna oh, listen to it for that. Oh. I don't know any of the rest of the words though. <laughs> it's all he we goes, needed. Bruh! That's the beginning of the song. That's my favorite. Bruh! <laughs> nice. Uh, what sound or noise do you hate? Uh, sirens when I'm driving and I have my music up. Because I either don't hear it or I think it's in the song. Hmm. Or it's in the song and I think it's behind me. You know, it's like never a good, so sirens while driving. <laughs> right on, petrifying. What is your favorite curse word? Um, currently, fuckery. Ooh. What fuckery? What kind of fuckery is this? You know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, burlesque. I really want to get into burlesque. I know I said something real different last time, but it's something I actually am trying to pursue with the hoops. Just Wait, I want to make for real? Pooping. Yeah, I'm I, I have friends. <gasps> I have friends, friends in the in the burlesque in the burlesque like in the because there's like burlesque troops right in L.A. Yeah, exactly. Dude, exactly. I got I, I performed. You didn't know this? Yeah, I performed with the burlesque. Yeah, it was. Uh, you don't know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you so yeah, it was um it was toil and trouble. This is a really cool uh burlesque troupe. Let me see toil and. Toil and Trouble Burlesque. It's a combination of burlesque and Shakespeare. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's I got to I got to work with them because they needed someone to sub in. They needed a guy to come in and, and, and just help for a show. So I got to just, you know, just come and play, dude. And yeah, if you want to, like I you can just reach out to them or like, I don't know, like we can figure something out. Oh, they might have auditions. Wait, time out. Oh, 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 girl, girl, oh, oh, shit, my dude. They have auditions. They have auditions. That's their latest post. Their latest post is that they have oh, auditions. This is serendipitous. Yes. Wow. Oh, and Thomas Oliphant is in a row. <gasps> Now's your chance. One of their posters in the quote. The two people who uh, who run it? 
are some of the loveliest people I've ever met. I believe it's Dusty and his wife. Oh my God, I don't want her to kill me. I don't want to mess it up, man. Dusty and Angie. Uh, and uh, you'll know Dusty because he has this gorgeous beard. And uh, I remember for one of the, for when we were doing one of the performances, uh, before I had to step off for, uh, for a scene, I had to look like I had kisses all over me with like lipstick mm-hmm. and stuff. So Angie and Dusty kissed me all over before I went off on stage. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, man, it was great. I got to wear a corset and a red dress. It was really lovely. Yes. That's and I, awesome. And tape on my nips because I'm a lady. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Wow. I love that question. Opened up so much. A world of possibilities. What profession would you not like to attempt? Accounting. Accounting, like actual accounting, not like spicy accounting, because I've been doing that forever but like accounting accounting i don't do numbers oh. at all. all right anything that involves math count me out <laughs> i know two plus three is five sometimes man Fuck. sometimes one and one doesn't equal one no i don't know man i'm just talking my butt now next question there's, there's what oh my god what are you about to say <laughs> There's letters, there's log, there's I. Like, like, dude, all these numbers and letters are just ways that we try to figure out to communicate with each other, right? But what if, like, when Elon Musk, like, Elon Musk, (laughs) Elon fucking, when when he fucking makes this little Neuralink shit, we're not going to have to use words anymore. Fuck letters and words. We got ideas. We can just transmit ideas to each other, dude. Yeah, a little Black Mirrors. Stephanie gets scared when I share stuff like that. I get excited. No, I'm terrified by the future. So scary. <laughs> I'm with Stephanie. <laughs> I'm over here like, I'll put on the chip. Give me the chip. Let's see how it goes. Right. Well, you have fun with that. You know what? I'm going to get the chip and I'm going to go to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say? When you arrive at the pearly gates. Just. Here is your friends. I love it. I love it. We did it again. We did another one. That's another another one in the can. Uh, yo, big, big, and that's what they say, you know. That's what they say in, in the business, you know, in the biz. In the books, wait, in the can. If that's another, wait, or if it's in the can, is it like trash? Oh fuck! Toilet, <laughs> man. Wait, fuck! In the can, is that a good one? It's in the books. You know what? It's in the books. We've done it. We've done it again. We've, we've done it again. Go ahead. Let them know. Let them know when when your music's coming out. When your album's coming out. Please take take this time now. We got stressing coming August fifth, and we got thirty five days till the EP release party at Junior High LA, and it's gonna be dope 7 p.m there's gonna be uh awesome vendors that i cannot wait to start sharing there's gonna be a live 
release of the EP at 9 p.m. when it drops with a fucking band. I'm getting all the homies together. So I'm very excited. And my dear friend DJ Prime Tracks is going to have a set as well. And then he's going to be DJing a set um, for me in the middle. So it'll be 7 to 10. It'll be a really fun time in the release party vibes. Mm. Yeah. I'm really, really excited to be doing that. It's my first event I've ever thrown, so and my first EP under Baby Ghost. So all good things. All good things. And they can pre-save uh, a song right now. Yes, indeed. You can pre-save stressing mm. um, at the link in my bio or songwhip.com/babyghost. Song whip with a H, like cool whip the math teacher used to say in seventh grade whipping cream that's weird why'd you say why'd you say it like that whipping cream Wait, that's how mrs bruce said it say whip 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 <laughs> i don't speak like that really i swear uh. i swear guys no songwhip.com slash baby ghost i love it also in my instagram bio Slash all socials. All right. All right. Boom. Boom. What's up, friends? This is Stephen Brogan Cortez, and you have just entered the Why the F Not podcast. This is episode 54, and today we have another recurring guest. We have Baby Ghosts coming in. Uh, they came in to come and share the new music coming out. We got to talk about just the experience of writing music. We uh, we got to enjoy some herb on the podcast. It's a, it's a very relaxing time, if you can't tell. Uh, but sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Why the F Not podcast. Thank you. 